0: and i think we're live let's see here (laughs) welcome to the show everybody uh this is the first episode of a new thing that we're doing at privacy guides called this week in privacy um it's kind of a series of blog posts and audio episodes like this where we're going to be going over uh stuff that we're working on behind the scenes as a team um stuff that we're looking into at the moment uh changes to the website new recommendations that we're adding or sometimes things that we remove um, and then we just want to share privacy news from around the from around the industry. Um, anything that uh, our community finds interesting that they want us to look at or talk about, um, and finally any other updates or news that the community wants to wants us to share with you. Um, so this is kind of a new thing that we're doing every week, um, and there's going to be an associated blog post with this as well. So if you don't like. These audio updates like this, you can also follow our blog, RSS feed at blog.privacyguides.org, which is going to have the same updates. But some people like this podcasting format, um, so we're deciding to go ahead and try this and and see how it goes. Um, First update this week from the team, something that I shared myself. um, Something that we're looking into right now is uh, budget Android hardware. Um, And if that's something that you might know anything about, we'd really want to get your feedback on this forum thread that we have um we all know that of course google pixels are pretty much the best the gold standard for phone hardware these days because of their custom rom support because of their just high quality because of their longevity in terms of updates that kind of thing but if you look at like google pixels new from the google store for example at a minimum you're going to be spending 350 dollars, and even on the used marketplace i'm getting a pixel 6 series or higher uh, can cost, uh, $200 or more, which is for some people unaffordable. Um, so one of the things that we just wanted to look into is whether there are any, like, sub 200 around around $100 to $150 options, uh, that might be just as good, or probably not just as good, but, like, acceptable to recommend to people who are looking for that ultra budget-friendly option. So uh, on our forum right now, we have this really long blog post, or forum post, rather, of, over 120 different replies. I'm just kind of looking into different devices, I'm getting feedback. And I just wanted to bring this to your attention. If you guys have uh, any insight into this kind of thing, it would be definitely helpful if you wanted to leave a reply for that. I've read every single one and we're looking into all these phones. Um, We're hoping to find an option that we can buy and test out and try and install a custom ROM on and see if um, it can provide a good privacy experience um, without having to pay the, the pixel premium price as we know it. Um, As far as new updates to the site this week, uh, we're adding uBlock Origin Lite. Um, We had a whole forum discussion about this as well. Um, uBlock Origin Lite is a version of uBlock Origin, which uh, is compatible with Manifest V3, um, which is a new browser technology coming to Chromium um, next year. It's already in browsers but it'll be mandatory at some point in the future so browser extensions are preparing for that now because of the limitations of manifest v3 ublog origin lite is missing a lot of features from uBlock origin but in our testing we found that it provides pretty much the same functionality as ublog origin um, does by default out of the box and it also has some advantages over uBlock Origin that might be worth considering if you're the kind of person who doesn't like customize your filter lists or add any custom filters or anything like that. So because of new technologies in Manifest v3, uBlock Origin Lite is, um, can, can perform all of the content blocking functionality that we'd like to see uh, without requesting that read-modify website data permission. Um, so if you are the kind of person who wants to avoid uh, granting that kind of widespread permissions to browser extensions that you install, even to trusted browser extensions like uBlock Origin, this extension might be worth it to you because it uses new browser APIs that uh, don't require that kind of uh, like fully ingrained permissions. Basically, it's it can block it can, the filter list can work in your browser without. Uh, requesting to like read or modify the website in that kind of way, um, because it uses these new browser APIs, um, it's also more resource efficient. Um, it uses less memory because the the extension itself doesn't have to run any processing scripts in the background, um, and it might be something that you should look into, especially if you want to get ahead of this manifest v three update in a Chromium browser. Um, so there's a little bit more reasoning behind why we're doing this change. What's going on with <laughs> uBlock Origin Light here? Um, and if you want to read the full form thread on our discussion forum about uBlock Origin Light, I definitely recommend you do so. But just a heads up that that's one of the things that's going to be coming in a future, uh, in the next release of our website. We're going to be recommending that if uBlock Origin itself isn't a good option for you, um, because by default, again, it does provide a lot of the good. Uh, a lot of the functionality that uBlock Origin provides out-of-the-box. Moving on to privacy news, let me check my notes here. Um, One of the biggest stories this week is Simple Mobile Tools. I'm sure some of you have heard all about this. Um, They're bought by Zippo Apps, and we actually found out about this um, on Reddit before any official announcement was even made by the developers, Um, a Reddit user noticed that the Play Store page links for Simple Mobile Tools were links to Zippo Apps which is an Israeli publisher that's pretty well known for uh buying acquiring like popular applications like Simple Mobile Tools for example and then modifying those applications to include ads trackers and subscriptions so uh one of those companies um and we have a we have a whole discussion thread on our forum about about what this means but pretty much it seems like the developer of simple mobile tools is kind of exiting this space so um as far as like users of simple mobile tools go it's definitely something that you should probably start finding alternatives for if you installed simple mobile tools apps from fdroid for example um, the F-Droid maintainers have already published a post about um, how they're not going to be accepting closed-source proprietary updates from Zippo Apps for the future, so if you have those apps from F-Droid, you should be safe, but everyone else, as far as I know, um, is pretty much going to be at the whims of whatever updates that Zippo Apps decides to provide on the Play Store, so that's kind of an unfortunate development in this space. Um, Yes, some posts about how uh, changing the source code or making it closed source is going to violate the GPL license that Simple Mobile Tools are under. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of the reality of acquisitions like this. So, it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like things are going to work out so well for for users of these apps on the Play Store. Um, but yeah, uh, another big news story this week. Um, Apple uh, reveals push notifications spying by foreign governments. Um, this was posted to our forum. Um, it's a story from 9to5Mac, um, basically detailing these new transparency updates that Apple is making after a a letter was released by sender Ron Wyden from uh, Oregon. Um, he wrote a letter basically saying, In the spring of 2022, my office received a tip that government agencies in foreign countries were demanding smartphone push notification records from Google and Apple. My my staff have been investigating this tip for the past year. Uh, Push notifications aren't sent directly from the app provider to users' smartphones. Instead, they pass through a kind of digital post office run by the phone's operating system provider. For iPhones, the service is provided by Apple's push notification service. And for Android phones, it's Google's Firebase cloud messaging. These these services ensure timely and efficient delivery of notifications. But this also means that Apple and Google serve as intermediaries in the transmission process. So Senator Wyden addressed this letter to the U.S. Department of Justice. um, But basically asking them why they implemented a gag order to prevent Google and Apple from including such information in their transparency reports. Um, the the benefit of the senator writing this letter um in public and publishing it to the public domain as a congressman is that he basically made the methodology that these governments were using to spy on push notifications public and by doing so it kind of invalidated the the gag order that was in place so apple pretty much immediately responded saying that they would be able to update their transparency report with information about this attack um because this methodology is no longer a secret it's in the public domain thanks to this letter that was published by senator wyden kind of regardless of the doj's response to that um so all of this is to say this kind of push notification stuff is not really new information in this space um it the the idea of centralizing like all of this stuff in, in big tech companies has been like a uh, uh, an issue for privacy advocates for a very long time but what what's what's happening now is is more of a it's just a continued revelation that the government continues to use gag orders to prevent companies from exercising their right to share information about like what inf- what how they're complying with government requests with their customers so it's <laughs> it's definitely a concern and it's good to get information about this um about these gig orders back into the mainstream media, news updates, that kind of thing, because keeping a focus on the government and how they're kind of interfering with transparency regarding this kind of surveillance is, is very important. But uh, as far as privacy concerns go, this isn't a huge issue for users of privacy respecting services like Signal or ProtonMail, for example, um, because all of these services Pretty much universally use some kind of end-to-end encryption between the application server and your phone to encrypt that notification so the content of your notifications is never exposed Um, it's just some metadata about your notifications like when you're receiving them and what apps you're using for example that is going to have some sort of value to the government and that's why they're spying on this stuff I think that pretty much covers everything for push notifications in the news right now. Um, as far as community updates go, um, one thing I submitted to this show that I just wanted to share was I published a video on my channel about connecting to Tor via a VPN. Um, that video is basically based on changes that we made, uh, within the last month to our Tor overview page, so if you haven't read that page in a while, um, it's probably worth refreshing your memory, giving that a read-through again, because we covered a lot more information about, um, how Tor is visible on the network to, um, any adversaries on your network, that kind of thing. Um, and it's definitely worth a read we also revamped our vpn overview with some information about this as well so those pages on the site are n- pretty new and definitely worth taking another look if you haven't read it in a while uh the last update from our community that i saw was um some people sharing uh beeper mini which is which brings native iMessage for android it's not exactly a privacy tool by any means but it's interesting that right after uh, Nothing, the Nothing phone company released their cloud-based iMessage platform that (laughs) kind of immediately fell apart under scrutiny um, from security experts and other people. Um, We have another company that is releasing a version of iMessage for Android that uh, natively works without any cloud-based Mac at all. It it runs entirely on your phone, which is pretty cool. Inevitably, I think I saw just yesterday, um, yeah, 23 hours ago, we got this post that this, this method has already been closed, so it wasn't exactly something that I expected to last for a long time, um, and I don't know if that feature's gonna be coming back or what's going on with Beeper Mini, but, uh, it looks like that's no longer the case again. it's, I'm not sure what exactly why people are clamoring for iMessage on Android in the first place. Um with RCS coming soon and that kind of thing, it seems like kind of a waste of time. Of course, if you're looking for any kind of uh secure messaging platform, uh message uh real-time communication apps like the ones that we recommend on privacy guides, such as uh Signal or SimpleX or even Matrix are gonna be much better choices. For all of you, um, that kind of brings us to the end of our regularly scheduled news. Like I said, these are just going to be really short weekly updates for stuff that's going on in in this space. Um, we basically came up with this idea to make these blog posts and shows yesterday, so we didn't have all, too much time to put this all together. And we're gonna kind of experiment with how this is going to work, how this is gonna look. Um, Going forward in the future, we'll see if we keep up with this or if we decide our time is better spent doing something else. But uh, as far as future episodes go, what we want to do is create a This Week in Privacy form thread on our forum. So that'll probably be pinned in our announcements. Um, and we just want to accept community contributions, basically. So if you have a story that you want us to talk about or share with others um, or any kind of updates especially if you're like a developer of a privacy tool for example and you're doing something cool that you want us to look at um, definitely share that kind of thing here we'll be curating all of the submissions and then hopefully putting a new post together every week with updates like this Um, but I think that kind of brings us to the end of what we're looking at here today just a quick update Um, sometimes we might have time to go over, like live chats or anything but we kind of we kind of made this stream without giving any advance notice to anybody so um, I don't think many people will be watching this live maybe we'll see people tuning in afterwards so we'll probably end the stream here uh, and we will see you all next